self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back here for another wonderful episode f-a-b-o-l-o-u-s what is no didn't fabulous get his chief uh tooth fixed his chip i think he did finally it took him a long time because he had said he wasn't going to get it fixed at first man he ain't put the shit in his songs that he wasn't gonna get it fixed yeah. well he like did it no matter how chipped my tooth is yeah but shit like that it he got it fixed and i don't even know why i did that because we're not even talking about fabulous but we're talking about ray j and i can't think about ray j without fabulous because of the whole rape incident we gonna get to it though if i had one oh wish. jesus <laughs> hate him as an artist i hate his voice i hate it all his wishes were terrible <laughs> Like if he had one wish, would why wouldn't you friends. wish for ultimate fucking power? <laughs> like what are the limits to the wish? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> is it just a relationship related wish? Yeah. If That's all he wish. was hoping and wishing and praying no, for. No, fuck that. Like if I had <laughs> one wish. We would be best friends. No, I would have ultimate manipulative powers to make you what the hell I want you to be in my okay, life. That's not a romance song. That's a scary song <laughs> i think he was going for romantic not scary but you know that goes into the genre of songs where they done fucked up so bad that it ain't really shit you can do yeah but i don't want the last ditch effort to be let me get total power so i can make you do what the fuck i want you but to what do. i'm saying is I, it's not a romantic song no. in the sense that it's gonna make a woman want you it's mm. gonna woman, make a woman be mad at you because you don't fucked up the same as uh Lenny Williams, um, girl, you know I I, yeah. I, I love you. <laughs> no matter what, he, it's you a part do. in that song where he says, "I went up to her house. Her car was in the driveway. I knocked on the door and she didn't answer. Nigga, what did you do? <laughs> she know that you know she's there. Yes, but whatever you did is bad enough for her to still sit on the couch watching yes. whatever ratchet ass shit she watching on tv knowing you out there did they have ratchet shit back when he sung this song i don't think they did i mean i guess they had their stories no. they, there's always been soap operas right i guess you're right the ratchet shit they had to watch was just go to town hall meetings i guess <laughs> watch racist <laughs> shit happen watch black people fight for rights <laughs> Why it is why what but that's what I'm saying like that it's in that genre of songs where it's like you fucked up this ain't really a romantic song so if you got one wish Ray J at this point you might as well either wish for her to be dunk on I'm a I wish for you to disintegrate wasn't that the song where that nigga was outside in the rain singing was that the it, when he outside what video he ain't outside in the rain him and Omarion yeah oh, they God. like they bounce ideas off of each other they go go <sighs> in the rain and, and dance yeah. Ray J don't really dance. I thank God. I don't. He don't really strike me as somebody. He gotta do something good. He probably play video games real good or some shit. Some shit we'll never be able to quantify. Yeah, probably. He probably roll blunts real good. Like he the best (laughs) blunt roller, but you can't show nobody that on TV. (laughs) Like I'm pretty sure he got some redeemable qualities for hood niggas. Yeah, but just not for regular people. I mean, that rape 
we gonna get to it and he didn't rape anybody because like I, I said that twice now and i realized that everybody might not know what i'm what i'm talking about he had and and how fabulous ties into that apparently ray j has people on his payroll that he was gonna pay to rape fabulous at one point because they was into it but we gonna get to it tell him about the website go check out the website <laughs> www.conversationconartist.com check out our new story with articles linked to it our old stories old episodes as well as leave us some feedback on the left side of that screen booty goons booty, booty goons. goons that yes that's what they were called but go ahead I, it just came to me <laughs> <laughs> okay uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and i can be found at red underscore calamity also we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show so if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show you can send it in to the website or you can send it to our gmail account which is conversation con artist with an s at gmail.com we have two questions today one of them being what is the best thing about being in your position in your family so for me that would be i'm a middle child because i have two older brothers and a younger brother and you were the oldest correct uh are you a middle child you're a middle child uh kind of it's weird (laughs) it's weird if you go by alfred atler's birth order Mm -hmm. which there is a a prominent psychologist named mm-hmm. Alfred Adler that got a whole outline system of how birth order affects yes. every child. Mm-hmm. And there is an age gap in which that starts over. Mm-hmm. If I think five years between one sibling starts the system over. So my sister is five more than five years older than me. So technically I'm the oldest as it pertains to my brother. Okay. Uh, and since me and my sister didn't grow up, I grew up as the oldest sibling in the house. Okay. But I have older siblings. Okay. So I have kind of a weird dynamic with that. I mean, but for all intents and purposes, then in your situation, you were the oldest in your household for the majority of your growing up years, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, for me, I'm like I said, I'm the middle child, two older brothers, one younger brother. Um, one of the, the the biggest benefits, and this isn't even necessarily because I'm just a middle child, it's because of the brother that came before me. But like, so the way that that our like academics were set up, my oldest brother was like real smart, like valedictorian of his senior class, never got in trouble in school, was just a great student. My next oldest brother not so much (laughs) not so much so coming after him and being a good student the bar was set so low for me (laughs) because of how horrible he was (laughs) that like me coming behind him making a's like was even it was an even bigger deal like oh that's one of them that's oh that's mike's sister she's she's performing like that like it made it so much easier in school for me because i was the complete opposite of him now but my younger brother, he might say it a little differently because coming after me, the expectation was that he was going to be this like great student and he's smart, but like he ain't like a school person. And so that was a struggle for him because he was constantly being compared to me and it wasn't a good thing. But for me, being compared to him was great because shit, <laughs> he had done fucked up so much that it was just easy. It was like easy peasy for me. Okay. So. My brother, my younger brother, so in, in what that household, I was the oldest sibling. 
my mama had a really weird dynamic for us that still plays out today so for parents of multiple siblings i need you to understand that how you expect your children to handle each other's problems and respond to each other's problems makes a difference so let me just say my example anytime my brother did some bullshit i would get in trouble too because i was old enough to know better than to let him get into something he got into Every time. Every that ain't time. your responsibility. It ain't my responsibility, but my mama worked third shift and she slept in the daytime. And so she felt like the person that was most responsible in the house was me. But you were Because a kid. I was and but, I was older. But you were a kid. How much older than you than him are you? Like two and a half years. Oh, okay. That's not a big ass. I difference. know that. <laughs> I'm saying that my mama didn't and there are parents out here who don't. Yeah. And so what that meant was whenever my brother started to get into some shit, I would be micromanaging his experience in life and he would be looking to me for help when he did some bullshit. And so it still plays out today. When my brother called me and have a problem, subconsciously I feel like it's a bit of my responsibility to help him out of that problem. Just the same as when he's in a problem, he feel like it's his priority to call me so that he can help figure out how to get out of it. Now, he's elevated to a point where he don't need help like that. And I'm proud of him for the direction that he's moved in, in terms of moving away from that. Mm -hmm. But that was the dynamic that my mama created between me and my brother because of that. Um, what was the original question? What was good about your position in your family? Good thing. It wasn't really, I mean, it wasn't really shit good about me being the older sibling considering that a lot of it just meant I was expected to be responsible for myself and for him. Yeah. So it wasn't nothing about being older coming from my mama. Coming from my grandparents, still nothing. They didn't treat us different. We so close in age and size. Yeah. We just looked the same in age and size most of my life. And even me being older and him being my same size, we wore the same clothes. Like we were real poor. The only thing we didn't share was shoes. And we didn't end up being in the same grade until he was in the ninth grade and I was in the twelfth grade. And he would still wear the same clothes I was wearing. Same school. You said same grade. Yeah, I meant same school. Yeah, I meant same school. Uh, we didn't go into the same school until I was in the ninth. I was in the twelfth grade and he was in the ninth grade. And the only thing we didn't share was shoes. He wore all my same, like I wore a shirt one day and he'll wear it the fucking next day. And I'll be like, JD, what the fuck you doing, bro? <laughs> you know, it's like me and my brother was so fucking irrelevant in the school that nobody looked and saw that that was the same but shirt. You, but you in your mind. When oh, you, I knew it. Yeah. And I wanted to uppercut his ass every day I saw him do that <laughs> shit, you know, which was okay when he was in the eighth grade and I was in the 11th grade. Were in we were in different schools. schools but it, just, I, it really hadn't been no perks. To being the older sibling. I mean, that was my really only part. Because as a middle child, you kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit. Like, you know, my younger brother, of course, is going to get attention because he's the youngest. And, you know, we're five years apart. So because of that, he um, 
was young enough to like need special attention when I was just getting to where I was not necessarily needing as much. And then because I was a good student and because I was kind of quiet and didn't really get in trouble, I kind of just got lost and not didn't get a whole lot of attention, which is probably why I don't like attention now because I just <laughs> became accustomed to kind of blending into the background and just kind of existing. Um, now, my the brother above me, I guess technically we're both middle children, but... He was so like his personality was such that he demanded attention wherever he went. He demanded attention from my parents because he was always getting into shit. Um, and so, I mean, the only part came from school, and I wouldn't say anything else was good about being a middle child. Like, like I said, I kind of it kind of became expected for me to make good grades, so I wasn't celebrated for doing it. After a while, it was just kind of like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me sign your report card. It wasn't like good job or. All of that shit went out the window. It was just kind of an expectation that that's what Red is going to do. And so, yeah, I don't think there was any other perks of being a middle child. I vaguely. So I was three years old when my pops got locked up and went to jail. And at that point in time, my sister and my older brother were living with me at the time. Mm -hmm. We were all living together. And I think my mama was pregnant with my little brother. He was either an infant. But either way, I vaguely remember having support from my older siblings and being glad that I had two older people to look up to um, when I was a kid. I just remember having all positive thoughts and feelings about my older sister and brother when I was little. So it was really hard separating from them. Um, I won't say it was really hard because I don't remember the level of difficulty that it, that it was but I do remember having positive feelings about having my sister there and because we have different moms my daddy going to jail split us up to our respective moms yeah mama yeah. sides of the family and so we didn't really get to see each other a lot during our childhoods either and we only lived like 15 minutes away from each other but you know we just we didn't see each other that much I wasn't I'm the only girl so like my brothers were just kind of there like me and William are the closest because we were the ones in the house for the longest amount of time together um and we're I mean as far as like in relation to everybody else we're the closest in age because everybody else is like way older than us um so I, I mean me and him are still pretty close with my other two brothers they're just my brother you know what i'm saying like we yeah. weren't like my oldest brother is 10 years older than me so by the time i you know i got to be going to school he was 15 already um so we didn't really you know he was by the time i got to like where memories make a difference and i can remember stuff he was getting ready to leave he was getting ready to graduate and go to college i remember him leaving going to auburn and i remember going to his college graduation when he uh graduated from auburn but I weren't really close to them. And so then my experience as a middle child is also a little bit different because it's the middle child only girl. I might have talked about this on the podcast before. I don't know. But I want to tell the story of the day that my brother decided that he ain't going to listen to me no more. Was that the car? The car. Oh, no. Well, he was oh, not a close quarters <laughs> ass whooping. Nah, that, that wasn't a close quarters ass whooping. This was different. 
the car situation was the the most impressive close quarters ass woman I ever seen my mama give. <laughs> we never seen that again because once you see it one time, you know you don't want to see it no more. <laughs> but it was when I wrote my brother's name on the mirror. Okay, so my mama was gone. Okay. She irresponsibly left us at home too young sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we were, you know, in Alabama at least, which is frowned upon if you leave children under 13 years old at home alone. Mm-hmm. And we were, I was not 13 when this happened. Like I was probably 11, 10 or 11. Okay. You know, but we didn't burn the house down. Nobody died. No bullshit happened. But one day I went into the bathroom. And I know my brother had been struggling writing his name on his papers at mm-hmm. school. He was writing his E's backwards. He would write everything good, but his E's would be backwards. Okay. And in my head, I was like, you know what? It'll be a good joke to write my brother's name on this bathroom mirror in my mama's lipstick. And she gonna come in and it's gonna be hilarious. Oh, I JD it. gonna come into the bathroom. It's gonna be hilarious. Everybody's gonna get a good laugh. It's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> and so I get her makeup. And my mama didn't buy shit with cheap makeup. It ain't like no Mac. It wasn't no major shit. she been working at Walmart since 1988. So it wasn't no big deal, you know, the makeup she had. She. I wrote the name, wrote the E backwards. I was like, yeah, mama gonna get a good laugh. <laughs> Why would you think that she was gonna think it was funny? I'm, I was a dumbass <laughs> fucking kid. I don't know. And when I say I was a dumb kid, I don't mean every kid was dumb. I was not a smart kid. <laughs> I didn't come into my intelligence until later on in life, okay? I don't know what that was, but I didn't come into my intelligence until later. I, I didn't think about a lot of shit. I didn't talk much. And she came into that bathroom. She yelled JD with such a thunderous voice. I knew immediately that (laughs) shit was not a joke anymore. (laughs) If it was ever a joke, that shit ain't a joke now. JD went into the bathroom and he didn't know what the hell was going on. She said, JD, what'd you do that for? And clearly he just like, this is the first time I've seen this. She started beating his ass. And I watched a video the other day that had, uh, it was an, an Asian gentleman. I don't know what his nationality was in terms of what, what country he came from, but he was going around asking white people the worst whoopings they got. And they were saying shit like, got my skateboard took away. Or one of them said, I beat my dad's ass. But the Japanese, Latino, and black folks, bruh. <laughs> Everybody been abused. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> has been abused in these, you know, brown cultures. My brother started getting his ass beat like it was abuse. It wasn't no, it wasn't discipline. Okay, and I went in and I stopped and told it was me. I had assessed that what I did was wrong. It wasn't no joke because Mama was mad. I didn't expect my brother to get an ass with me, but since he started getting one, I felt the morally right thing to do was to go in there and stop her from whooping him and say, I did it. I was ready to take whatever ass whooping I was finna get. She laughed and then stopped whooping him and just left out the bathroom like ain't shit ever happened before. And I know my brother was sitting there like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> beat his ass, mama. What is you doing? <laughs> I did not get a whooping for that. I think that's the day my brother was like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> bitch. I think that was the day. Yeah. I would say I don't give a shit. That don't get my ass unwhooped because you didn't know about it. Listen, I was willing to take the responsibility. I know it was fucked up, but you know what? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You got your ass beat, did you? <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, I'm trying to be as nice as I can be. If you ain't gonna give me credit for that little bit of niceness. <laughs> I never got my I got myself in trouble. Like I never got my Again, me and my younger brother were the one at the house the longest. I think I've told stories of how I didn't like him. And so when he came along is when I really started getting whoopings. And the worst whoopings I got were based around him and fucking with him. So I never got him in trouble. I just got myself in trouble by fucking with him. So, but. What else, my brother? He threw a rock at my head and fucked me up. No, I wanted a rock that was a battery. We just outside fucking around. I threw a pecan at his ass. Or that pecan. Is not How do you say that shit? That, that's How you not say equal. It? Pecan. Pecan. I threw a pecan at his ass. Bloop. And <laughs> I was running away. I was like, ha, 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 ha. It, it wasn't one of them things that hurt. It was one of them things that hurt his pride more than anything because, you know, I actually hit him. He picked up the nearest thing he could find on the ground, which was in the field we was in. Happened to be a fucking D-sized battery outside on the ground somewhere. He picked it up. And slung that jump. The accuracy that he used to throw that fucking battery, that shit was impressive. I'm not gonna lie. That shit took me off of my feet. I was running, and so it hit me at the side, and I just my feet was like sideways, and I was hitting the ground. And the worst thing you could do with my mama is wake her up. She worked third shift at Walmart. The worst thing you could do in the daytime was wake her up. That's why she never let us go outside because she don't want <laughs> shit like this happening. I ran in there crying. And he got his ass beat and I got my ass beat. That was the unpredictable shit with my mama. <laughs> you never knew when she was going to beat everybody ass or just beat the ass of the person responsible or beat the ass of the person that ain't responsible but not beat the ass of the person that's responsible. You, It was just unpredictable. And that goes into how I work with my parents today. Consistency <laughs> is fucking important. My mama would whoop us for shit she wouldn't normally have because she had a bad day. Oh, yeah. You and never she would whoop us for shit that she wouldn't normally do because she had a good day. You got to be consistent. If you whoop them about some shit at the beginning of the year, you got to whoop them about that same shit at the end of the year. You don't ever whoop kids when you upset. This is why I work with a lot of DHR folks, and that's never a good idea. Never is that a good idea. If you mad, especially about some unrelated shit, and the kid happened to do something at that time, that is not the time to punish them because you're gonna end up sitting in my office, and your kid gonna be in foster care with grandma or auntie. Or and it's okay to not punish them right now. Yep. It's okay to go take a break, read a book, watch your favorite TV show, come calm, back to them and say, "Hey, you know down. what you did was messed up, and you know when you do stuff that mess up, I whoop you. Uh, so get ready for this whooping." <laughs> When you do it mad, you put an impression of your anger on it on top of the consequences. And sometimes that's how discipline turns into abuse because yep. you're so angry yep. that you put that extra force on it and you ain't really paying attention to and what you're doing. And they're not dogs, okay? They're not going... If, if, if you don't punish them immediately, it's not like they're going to be like, the fuck is wrong with you? Like, they're not dogs. They are aware. And because you can actually communicate with them, you can have a comment like, you know what you did. You remember... 
you know, 10 minutes ago when I came in here and it was peanut butter all over the walls and I had to clean that shit up. Like, you can communicate. They're not dogs. I think people get what you're supposed to do with dogs confused what you do with kids. Dogs ain't going to remember later on what the fuck it is they did. Kids do. Because I can tell you this. Every time I did some fucked up shit, I remember that. Like, I, and it was worse when my mom waited. Because I'm just waiting on, like, I know she going to come in here and whoop my ass. Like, I know she is. I didn't, I didn't come, just forget about what I had done because she punished me immediately. I absolutely knew what the fuck I had done. And I was terrified because <laughs> I didn't know what punish. I didn't know if she was going to come and whoop me. I didn't know if she was going to take my toys away. Like, I'm waiting on Judgment Day, essentially. You ever, like, went to church? So this is an experience I had. We used to go to church. I'm just talking about all my childhood whoopings and shit. We used to go to church. My mama... She fucks with church, okay? Like, she went, we went to church five, six days a week for various different reasons and events and stuff that was going on. We was in church a lot. And so, on Sundays, my mama would, one, she would make us remember three things that the pastor said, or five, five things that the pastor Thank said. God. And, you know, a lot of times we couldn't remember. I found out later on that she didn't know what the hell the pastor was talking <laughs> about, so you just make shit up that sound good. And she'll be like, okay. I don't remember hearing that, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we wouldn't get a whooping. But I remember when we were younger, we used to do shit in church. Like, we used to start doing shit, and she'll look at us and be like, <laughs> first she'll give you that look. Yeah. The second thing she do is give you that pinch. Oh, yeah. If she with you. I hate that shit. Because my mom used to sing in the choir and play the piano, so she wasn't always there with us. The next thing was... You getting a whooping when you get home. Oh, <laughs> shit. I was so good after that oh, yeah. phrase. It's like, I got to recover. I can show her I can be the best little boy in church ever. I'm going to be good. I be standing up singing the songs. I be turning the pages in the Bible. I don't even know where the hell the chapter's at. And you look stupid trying to use the table of contents in the Bible in the church. Like, I feel like people look at you and they... They think you disrespectful because you should know where that shit at anyway. And so I never looked at it. I just kept skimming through it. But at least I was giving some effort. And then, you know, she don't say nothing. Get home. Quiet. She watching TV. What y'all want to eat? Everything all good. Surprise ass whooping fucking out of nowhere. <laughs> that shit never worked. Nope. You but know. you didn't forget, like, and that's something the parents that I work with is like, they're not going to forget, like, you do not have to immediately punish your child after they do something, especially if you pissed off about it. If they fuck with the Jordans that you just bought and they took some scissors to them shits, wait. <laughs> just wait. Because you don't need to, you know, whoop your kid like it's somebody in the club that did this shit. Like, you need to calm the fuck down. Like, they're not going to forget I was a kid and I can completely remember my mom waiting to whoop me. And it was a horrible experience because I knew it was coming. I absolutely knew. I knew I had fucked up. I knew I remembered it and she remembered it and she was going to whoop my ass at some point. Like, I didn't just, I wasn't walking around like, cha la 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 la, I didn't get a whooping. No, it's shit. When is, when is she going to do it? <laughs> so, I got to go to the example that you just made. You mean if somebody took some scissors to a pair of Jordans? Mm -hmm. If you had like a, a, a four year old that just oh. was going to cut some. I was going to ask, what did y'all call cheap-ass shoes? Where you from? Oh, uh, skit scats. Um, a friend of mine said scats, and I was like... Skit scats? Shit! <laughs> 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 like, 
Dookie? <laughs> <laughs> like, we used to call them buddies. Oh, uh, uh, we call them skit skat. But don't nobody know that scat is shit until you get older and you watch some uh, fucking documentary and you find out that some animal is called scat. You don't know that as a kid. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, as an adult, I was like, why would you call it scat? Where did that name even come from? I mean, I don't know where the fuck buddies came from either. I don't know where skit scats came from, but... but but cutting up some Jordans that belong to you would get natural consequences. Because you're going to get some buddies. No. <laughs> you get some voice and spawning. If they cut up your, you know, kids don't necessarily fuck they shit up. Like, if they cut your shoes and, and you, you came home and the Jordans that you bought for yourself <laughs> some scissors. Had some scissors taken to her. One, I feel like if you got a child that would cut up your Jordans. Then you should treat your shoes like you would with dogs. <laughs> you need to put them holes up too high for them to get to. And if you don't, then it's your fault pretty much. You're not going to see it that way. <laughs> two, it's already a big ass DHR problem if your kid walking around the house with scissors and they four years old. That one, they might be about to damn kill themselves. Like, cutting your joints up is the best case scenario. I mean, I wasn't four, but like, <laughs> okay, so. You cut some shoes up? No, I didn't cut up shoes. <laughs> I, I was just, that wasn't a personal story. I cut up socks. Oh shit! Not nah, shoes. It was close. Socks though, but I had a good reason for it because we were poor and I had Barbie dolls. And my Barbie dolls, I had got tired of them wearing the same outfit, so I was making them clothes. <laughs> so you took human clothes. I took human which socks. Your human size. Did that work? You can cut socks down. Like, what did you sew them up at the back and put them around their feet? You like, how did that work? No. Okay. So, okay. So, you take the top of the sock, cut it off, right? It could be a tunic. You just cut holes in the side for her arms to go. She got a tunic on. Same thing. What did with you a call skirt? a tunic when you was a kid? You didn't call that shit no damn sweater. tunic. <laughs> a sweater. Okay. So, a sweater for. She had on a sweater. Yeah. But, so, yeah. And my mom beat my ass <laughs> because. Okay, so my socks weren't like long enough, and I didn't have the colors I needed, so I cut up some of her socks. And when she came in my room with some of dolls rocking her finest Hanes for her, <laughs> she whooped my ass. Was your mama like a, a whoop talker? Mm-hmm. What she was saying? Do you remember? I, I know you ain't winning that. Cut up my good socks. I bought you clothes for them dogs. You ain't no, uh, what, what are they called? You ain't no seamstress <laughs> cutting this stuff up. Why you didn't cut up your socks? And so I'm crying trying to make it better, but I did. <laughs> now, this don't make it better. In my mind, though, like maybe if she knows that I cut up my own socks too, but I needed purple. And I, <laughs> I didn't say the purple part, but I, I certain colors for outfits and she had them in her room but yeah i cut up my mom's socks to make doll clothes yeah like i made all kind of clothes man With like your mama socks yeah that was a bad decision it was but that's what i'm saying <laughs> so if, it, if if your kid cut up some of your shit or the kids like knock stuff oh you don't whoop them when you're angry especially if you're angry about it because it's your personal shit like you wait and understand that they kids and that the kid didn't do it because they want to fuck your shit up. Like, I wouldn't even think it. My mom got plenty of socks. I wouldn't even, I'm thinking my dolls need clothes. 
made perfect sense to me. In my kid logic, she got plenty of other socks. My dogs don't have no clothes. Oh, they don't have enough. Who gonna wear the same outfit all the time? Ew. <laughs> so for me, it made sense. But for my mama, it was, she was not happy. She was not happy. And like, I cut up my good sock. You know, the church socks that had the little ruffles around it. That mm-hmm. was a skirt. Oh, shit. Yeah. With ruffles at the bottom. <laughs> Bad fucking decisions. <laughs> oh, my mama yourself. was so mad. Did that all to yourself? I did. Uh, quickly, the second question, because we've gone a long time on yeah. that. Hardest thing about being single? Hardest thing about being single. You know what? The hardest thing about being single is how to date yeah like not dating i'm okay with dating if i can get somebody in front of me at a table it'll be pretty easy for me to rally her on my side or quickly realize that she is not <laughs> that she's not not for this shit yeah you know what i'm saying like i'm okay with that i ain't really got no anxiety or nervousness i'm gonna talk to you and we're gonna have a great conversation or you're gonna be weird or i'm gonna be too weird to you you know because i'm a weird person Intermission, I'm sorry. I had a dream last night. And you know how my dreams go. How is this an intermission for the date? Is it does it have It's just It's just the variable as to cause I, I when I when I go out with people I ask them if they dream a lot because mm-hmm. I dream a lot. And I question whether I should tell people my dreams no, sometimes. Based on the other dreams that I've heard. <laughs> absolutely fucking not no. i'm gonna tell this dream so it'll be record of it because i'm gonna forget it soon but i had a dream that i i came into my apartment like this apartment mm-hmm. and i rent, went to the back but it wasn't my apartment nothing in here was what it was and it was a mexican family in the back and they got scared when they saw me so i thought they was gonna try to kill me so i ran outside of my apartment and i ran outside of the building and as soon as i i stepped out into where the outside is I started falling up like like I was being su- like gravity was doing to me what it do to us on the ground but it was like pulling me up and so I had no idea what was happening so it was a big open window next to where I was falling up and so I pulled myself into it and then I fell to the ceiling and I was walking on the ceiling and then it was a, a, a nice white family in there a woman and two kids and they got terrified so the two kids started to try to kill me what they tried to kill me with were the symbols from a drum set they was trying to slice me like kong lao hat type situation and so i i jumped back out the window and i started back falling up but it turns out me falling up just meant i could fly and i just didn't know it and i flew away don't tell people your dreams so that's the level of weirdness <laughs> that a woman might experience from me where i where she'd be like this nigga is crazy <laughs> he gonna pay for this food and i'll never talk to him again <laughs> oh i mean this because you derailed this but <laughs> i figured out why i don't have dreams why not i take sleep aids because i can't sleep and i anytime i fall asleep on the couch before I've taken my medicine, I actually dream. And it's like the same dream all the time. It'll like go a little further, it might cut out, but it's like the same dream. Well, you always wake up when you're on the couch too, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a variable because 
we normally forget our dreams in the fourth phase of sleep. So people who don't dream or don't remember their dreams, they typically get in a well-rested night full of sleep. People who remember their dreams a lot are getting their sleep interrupted during their third phase often, whether that's a noise that happened consistently at that time that wakes you up, whether it's apneas that kind of pull you out of your sleep. But a lot of people who remember their dream, and I know mine is I have apneas and they they happen during my third phase of sleep. I found See, it out during my sleep study. The only way, so that's why I take sleep aids because I don't sleep well if I don't. Like it's, I wake up at like weird times. I don't really know why, but I have a room that's like really girly, which is not me. It's like white and pink, and and I'm always trying to figure out the best way to like arrange the furniture in the room, and I can never get it the way that I want to. And so, like, last night, I, the issue was I had an office that I wanted to put in the room. Like, it's just me rearranging furniture. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> so, the room is your life, and the furniture are the parts that make up your life, and you're trying to figure out where in the fuck they go. Can't never get it quite right. Nope. What? I can't. No, I'm saying, yeah, I can't. Yeah, you can't get it quite mm-hmm. right. Dreams always represent something. We just don't know what the fuck they represent. So if somebody tell you that they can tell you your dreams, I don't know. They trying to sell your ass a dream. I rarely have. <laughs> like, And it's because I take sleep. Like I figured that out. Anytime I, I forget to take it or if I fall asleep before I take it, because sometimes I'll fall asleep watching TV, uh, I'll dream. That's the only time I dream, though. Okay. Otherwise, I don't dream. But... Where, how did that the go reason into- that <laughs> yes. that would be a reason that somebody would find me is weird. So I don't have a problem with dating in that sense how to date is the question how to get a person in front of you of quality oh, yeah. is the question now you can go to tagged and you can go to the low profile plenty of fish side oh, my God. and you can always get somebody in front of you yeah. but uh, to get somebody of quality because we in this weird place right now where social dating sites have really polarized how you meet people yeah everybody who go out meet everybody that's out and everybody who stay in meet everybody that's online yep and the people who go out don't ever really talk to the people that stay online and inside. And the people that's inside never go out nowhere, so they don't meet nobody. <laughs> and so we make it real awkward for people who go out and people come and interact with people because it's real easy to say some say what you want to say to a person when you can just see their picture, their profile, and be like, let me figure out what I want to say in yeah. 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And type a good response. As but when they to off the cuff. Exactly. Right it's like somebody. right there. It's like, uh, I'm, 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 uh, your shoes. I like them. Now you look like a dickhead, and she's gone and like, that weirdo. You know what I'm saying? Like, So getting the people in front of me, being single, is not easy. I think that's I'm, the hardest part. I think I've been single too long. And because of that, it's like I don't want to be single, but I also don't want to put in the work to not. Like, I just, I don't, like, I hate dating. I don't like it. I, it's not enjoyable to me. I hate to get to know you shit, and I have to do that over and over and over again. And I don't find that enjoyable. Like, I fucking hate it. And so for me, it's making myself like be involved and like try <laughs> because I just I don't it's uh, like and then when I think about having to like I'm gonna have to dedicate time to this person and so like and it's not like I got so much shit going on mind you do not get it twisted I'm not so busy as to what 
this would be an issue but it's like i would have to take time away from myself where i'm just like chilling <laughs> like and and the idea of doing and that a lot of people have said well you just haven't met anybody that like would make it where it was worthwhile and maybe that's true but i don't even get excited like i gave and this is so stupid to me because it turned out so bad somebody that like i don't work with him but he works in my complex of, of where my uh, office is he like does the electric work and he <laughs> oh lord like it's the situation where like at first i was like yes i met somebody in real life because i you know i was like maybe that is i don't need to do this online shit like maybe i need to like put myself in places where i can like meet people in like person and maybe that'll be better than what this online shit because i had no luck online but he was so fucking weird like was 41 had two kids um one of the kids is in college one of them was seven the one in college he was like complaining about how spoiled she was and how ungrateful and you know i'm like well nigga that's your fault for making her that like you made her that way you know what i'm saying like you can't get mad at her now because she don't want to do shit you ain't made you never made her or made it to where she had to do anything so that's what happens he also is very much into astrology and so it pissed me off because like he asked me what my sign was which is already like what <laughs> people still ask that <laughs> and then when i told him i was a sagittarius he like just decided he knew all of this stuff about me and i was just like wouldn't it make more sense for you to like ask me questions like you didn't took 20 minutes of this conversation devoted to telling me about me <laughs> like instead of like inquiring and trying to like learn about who i am so that was already like the fuck is wrong with this dude you know what like i don't like that shit mm -hmm. either no <laughs> because i don't know i i'm not even interested enough to go to find out what in the shit's going on with leo but like I met women who be like, "What's your sign, Leo? Leo? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, how dare you? How dare you respond that way to my sign? <laughs> Clearly, you're not interested. Okay, <laughs> like don't play poker. You don't have a poker face. But guess what? If it's that important, well, he again, this was an in-person thing, so he there was no way to know. But I feel like online, if you're that fucking determined to not date a leo put this shit in your profile so i can avoid you and just be like oh, she don't want a leo or oh they don't want a sagittarius let me just not fuck with them if that's that important to you but he he it was just not a good match and so now it's gonna be awkward because i'm not good at like okay so i am good at hurting people's feelings unintentionally <laughs> but i don't intentionally do it like so I didn't want to just be like, nigga, you weird and this <laughs> work. So I did what cowards do. And I just, well, actually he got mad at me and hadn't said nothing else to me. So I didn't say anything else to him. And very quickly, the reason he got mad at me is because I talked to this nigga for like an, almost an hour. And when I get home from work, I have shit to do. I have two dogs that I have to walk separately because the puppy is so big and he needs like, I have to walk in by his fucking self. Okay. It's like a hundred degrees in Alabama right now. So me going outside right when I get off work.
taking two separate walks back to back leaves me sweaty as shit and I feel icky. So the first thing I do when I get home from work every day is take a shower after I walk the dog. Like I got shit to do and I got to feed them. I got to feed myself. I got shit to do. So I talked to him while I walk the dogs. Once the dogs are walking down to get in the shower, I was like, hey, you know what? I got to do this. I'll, I'll just talk to you later. So in his mind, talk to you later, apparently meant I was going to call this motherfucker back, which I did not say. He didn't call me back, okay? Instead of him calling me back, he sent me this passive-aggressive-ass message that was like, I wish you would have told me that you had stuff to do because I was waiting on you to call me back. Uh, it might be, that might be a stretch, but like I said, I was waiting on, like, just, like, nigga, what? You just met me today. Like, why would you be sitting by the phone waiting for me to fucking call? You 41. We ain't in high school. The fuck is you doing? I had shit to do. And I ain't really no sit on the phone all night, motherfucker. I'm not that kind of girl. I don't want to talk to you on the phone all night. I and don't. those expectations on day one ain't going to translate very well over into a relationship. Now we're red. <laughs> not with me. You know. Fuck that. The I thing is, time. people act as if online dating somehow means that you ain't gonna find shit worth a damn you know what i'm saying no. like as dating wise yeah the difference between online dating and real dating is in the time that you talk to five people in real life you've talked to 200 people online yeah you know it, it just saves a shitload of time but this is a stupid ass analogy but it's like like a regular bag of skittles mm-hmm. uh is dating out here in uh in real life mm -hmm. where you go meet people it's a regular bag of skittles and in that bag of skittles is a couple of poisonous ass skittles that'll murder your ass <laughs> online dating is like getting that big ass value 40 ounce pack bag of skittles <laughs> but it's like a hundred poisonous skittles in that bitch like you're going to run into more people but you're going to run into more potential rapists more potential murderers yes. more potential Wasters of your time where you're going to have to reclaim my time 2017 out here on their ass. I'm reclaiming my time. I should have said that. <laughs> That's all I feel. I really wish that I had to just text back and be like, reclaiming my time. That's what you needed at the end of every, like every dude you ever get into a text situation with that you realize it ain't going nowhere. You should just put reclaiming my time. Hashtag reclaiming my time. However long you spent with them. Damn, I wish I could have did that shit. Ah, I should have did that, but he that shit he legit that nigga head. he legit it would have because he don't look like he would have been up to like current events and known that shit. But like he uh, he literally didn't say nothing else to me, and I guess he was like waiting on me to bitch don't play those games with me. I'm the wrong one. I'm the queen, and I call the motherfuckers back or just ignoring you. I can do that all day long. So I just didn't call him back. He ain't called me back. And I'm just going to, I don't know what the fuck going to happen when I see this nigga again outside, though. My, it's going to be an awkward situation, but I'll deal with that because I just, I couldn't be bothered. But yeah, so for me, the hardest part is just dating in general. Like, I just, I don't like being single, but I also don't like dating. And so it, it's like being between a, a rock and a hard place. So I hate dating. It's awful. I, I don't understand the phrase between a rock and a hard place. Because both places are hard. Well, why choose a rock? Because a rock is hard. But it's a rock is little. Like how big are the rock are we you, talking about? 
would it make would you feel better if it was between a boulder and a hard place it would make a lot more sense than a rock and a hard place if the rock you're talking about is tiny why would it be a tiny rock that wouldn't make any sense for the saying well i haven't seen big ass rocks and if it's that big how did you even get under it and and live not under you're between a rock and a hard place oh okay not under a rock but at what how would you be between a rock and a hard place what kind of rock is this what kind of rock stand up straight enough for you to be between it and something else a boulder <laughs> boulders but it would have it, and then it would have to be a boulder that's next to something that's not another boulder like that one where are you where are you well on was it it was either the simpsons or family guy somehow <laughs> either homer or peter because again i can't remember which one of them was on like a crane with a with the uh wrecking ball and a wrecking ball like was hitting between an actual boulder and a place called the hard place uh -uh. so he was going between a rock and a hard place i don't know the first time i heard that saying was on friday after next i mean i used to hear cat williams i didn't my grandma used to, i mean my grandma wasn't one of those uh, saying them old phrases ass grandma. Oh, she grandma was an English was. teacher. She oh, corrected no. the shit we said. We used to be like, get. She'd be like, get. <laughs> like, okay, granny. Get. <laughs> okay. I think we spent yeah, we did. plenty of time. Way too much. <laughs> if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into the website or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists with an S at gmail.com. I guess I'll go ahead and get Ray J out of the way since I already made a big deal about it at the beginning of the show, much bigger than what it should have. Basically, him and his wife are expecting a baby. And as soon as I saw that, it just took me back to, so again, this was, I can't remember what year it was, but him and, and Fabulous got into it about something. It was when he was still hanging out with Floyd Mayweather and the money team and all of that shit. So him and Fabulous got into it about something like the night before. And then the very next morning, I think he called into, was it the Breakfast Club? Basically, he was talking shit about Fabulous. And he was like, you know, I got booty goons on my payroll who will take that nigga and bend him over like and so of course <laughs> what the fuck kind of gay shit is that okay like, wait a minute let's define booty goons niggas that'll rape niggas for him on on command so are these regular dudes that happen to have on their resume I will rape people for you or are they dudes that they just hire to rape like that's all your resume say We'll rape people for you. I don't know. But he referred to them as booty goons. And that was like a running joke for the, the very long. Maybe that's his way of, you know, saying that he hang out with gay people. But that would be disrespectful to people in his it crew. It would be. But what they going to do? That's what entourages do. They they take the bullshit, right? Yeah, but not like, not saying my entourage will come out and rape. What kind of threat is it to make? Like, you you can just come on and be like, I'm a whoop fabulous ass when I see him like a regular person. No, no. Ray J got to come on talking about hiring people to rape folks. Like, why would you even say that? Like, now, I, again, I'm still convinced that this time Ray J was like coked out or drunk or something. Um, I mean, but, but like if I was in his entourage, I'm a big dude. I'm overweight. 
you know, and Ray J got into a little rant and said, I got foodie goons. They'll come and raid your refrigerator. Eat everything out your cabinets. Like, I can't do shit about that. Yeah, but that's not as bad as him saying that you're going to be out here raping folks. Well, I'm just saying that to say... I'm at the helm of whatever he's saying. Like, what I'm going to say? <laughs> Ray J, I ain't going to be a part of your crew no more. We want to ride in these nice cars no more and get your leftovers. Well, but, okay. So leftover he fame. It's, it's not like he named names. Obviously, everybody in his crew ain't booty goons. He just has a particular setup. He, and you don't know who those people are in the crew. I don't know. Everybody might be booty goons. No. Including Ray J. I, that was also a, a thing that was... Because who says that? But anyhow... When I saw that he finna be somebody's daddy, that that recording is still out here. So this person gonna grow up with a recording of their daddy that said that out here talking about he got booty goos that's gonna rape people. Like, and I'm just saying, I ain't never been no fan of Ray J. I think he's ridiculous. I don't think he's talented. I hated that one wish song. I thought it was fucking stupid and it was annoying because his voice is annoying. And he will forever be Brandy's little brother to me. As disrespectful as that might be, it is what it is. But yeah, so he, him and his, him and his wife, Princess Love, are having a baby. Princess Love. Yeah. Is she on one of them ratchet shows? <laughs> yes. So Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, to be exact. There is something about Ray J that anytime he comes up, he is so inconsequential in my life that it, he does not register. Like. Yeah, you missed that booty goon thing that was like I a am big not deal. in the least inclined to go look up anything Ray J related I feel like you need to hear that interview because it was fucking hilarious I liked one of his albums though I liked the album with One Wish I didn't wait like that song wait a minute wasn't that him too huh wait a minute wasn't that him I don't know I think that shit I don't know I don't know I ain't no Ray J that's fan that's all wait a minute I'm pretty sure I can't think of anything else. I can't. I was trying to think of the rest. He's inconsequential as shit to me, musically and just as a human being. So I can't really. I wait a minute. It's all fabulous too. Fabulous Uh, don't make no. He he ain't relevant to me no more either. Not anymore. He never been relevant. I liked some of his songs. I don't know. Fabulous just. (laughs) I don't know. B O L O U S. I don't even know um, Chip Tooth. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, I don't, nothing else. Floyd Mayweather, him either. I don't. Oh, yeah. So, anything regarding I them really, three. I wish I could remember what the event was that they got into over. I just remember his rant and the booty goons. And that is not me. Like, he literally said booty goons. So, yeah, I just. He's having a baby. Ray J gonna be somebody's pops. And this is an R and B dude. Why are you out here threatening people? <laughs> Why? Well, and he's not there. He, and that's another thing. Like I feel like if you're gonna be out here talking tough shit, you need to be talking tough shit about what the fuck you gonna do. He ain't even talking tough about what he gonna get somebody else to come fight his battle for him. That is R and B as fuck. He ain't saying he finna whoop nobody ass. He said I got people on payroll who will not whoop your ass, but who will rape you. He should have said I put my sister on the road behind your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's a threat. Oh shit! It is because she out here vehicular manslaughtering folks. So that is a threat. <laughs> But that's all I had on Ray J. I just wanted to mention that he gonna be somebody's pops here soon, apparently. 
Charlottesville, Virginia. These. Did you see uh, the guy from Higher Learning? I cannot think the actor from Higher Learning. His rant that he did talking about y'all got tiki torches out here. It's talking about white power. The white dude that it's 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 very ironic that he was the one speaking out against this because he played a neo-Nazi in Higher Learning who like got at the top of a the tower at school and like shot into a crowd but in real life apparently he's very you know anti-racist i mean if y'all don't know what's going on how the fuck you can't know apparently a whole bunch of white supremacists nazis and white white nationalists nationalists. which let me just see if i can put the difference out here is there a difference they all the same to me whether we believe there's a difference or not, <laughs> they believe that there is a difference. Nazis are people that their racism is particularly focused on Jewish people, even though it does matriculate over to any other races that they deem inferior to themselves. Which is everybody, but white folks. I guess it depends. I feel like everybody who don't look like them. I feel like the people in those systems that are going to be more neo-nazis are going to be those of german heritage more so than anything uh and then you have white supremacists which when you start talking about america white became the qualifier by which you had access in america and so yes there are people with italian heritage scottish heritage all these other heritages but at the end of the day in america what makes a difference is whether your skin was white or not and so white supremacy is the idea that in america that white skin and white race reign supreme over other races Mm -hmm. and white supremacists want a society to reflect that Mm -hmm white nationalists are people that they might not believe that white people are technically superior like white supremacy even though it looks exactly like it yeah i think the way that they can get away with having a white nationalist in the white house is that the system was made by white people it was made great by white people if you call america the greatest nation on earth that was started by white people then i think their ideas are that our ideas are the best way to run the country so why do we need to involve black people latino asian jewish people why do we need to involve people that didn't start this to keep running this and so when you get all of these different groups of people together at the end of the day (laughs) what it still sound like is we don't like jewish people we don't like brown people we don't like gay people we don't fuck with women i mean we fuck women but we don't fuck with fuck with women you know so there are differences that they will identify but we don't i don't give a fuck about no what they, they the believe they differences they like, all the same that's why they was all marching together it's like splitting hairs yep you know it's like a goddamn um carton of neapolitan ice cream <laughs> it don't matter if the fucking flavors is different y'all in the same carton anyway <laughs> you know and you know what if you don't like neapolitan ice cream you don't fucking buy that shit and just eat two of the yep. flavors you just buy vanilla or, or you just uh, buy chocolate or you just buy strawberry yep but they did they did on they went on a march 
with, t- with tiki the torches. Where did they buy all these tiki torches from? Target. They local targets. They must have bought them bitches Everybody out. came from another country. Everybody came from other places. Like, oh, everybody okay. met here. Can you fly with a tiki torch, though? Like, you would have no. had to, like, buy that when you got here. You can't bring it with they you. They don't fly. They don't want to sit next to a nigga. They take their F-250s, F-150s, F-350s. <laughs> they get them hoes together. Now, that's for the, that's for those people that got good jobs. For the rest of them, they take they they old Dodge truck <laughs> and they drive across country. Oh, okay. With the tiki torch. Yeah, with the tiki torch. And you know what? They on forums, so they stop and meet their racist brethren on the way. Hey, y'all ready for this this rally that we got going on in Charlottesville? Yeah, we ready. The world needs to hear us. And so, subsequently, a lot of different events came from this. One of the most notorious events is that a white man hit a bunch of people with his car. Yep. Let me not say a white man. Let it me say a, a white, white supremacist, a white <laughs> nationalist, a neo-Nazi as white man. Oh, and hit the reason, a bunch of people with his car. The reason why he was able to hit a bunch of people with his car is, and this is what pisses me off. And I guess we'll get to the lack of a police presence. Very obviously, this was a planned event that people knew about because there was an opportunity for people to do a counter protest against what they were marching on and so because of that there was like a clash of them against this other group and the other group is who got the car ran smack because of course he's not gonna run the car in the midst of his own group of folks so because there was a counter protest that's where he decided to take a car and just run a bunch of people over killing one person who happened to be a white woman and not somebody black or jewish she might have been Jewish. I guess I don't think she was. I look. I, I don't think she was either. But you can't tell well, if she's Jewish yeah. or not by her being white. Sometimes you can't tell. I feel like you can with some of them, but with yeah. men. Well, yeah. I don't know. Well, about the Hasidic ones, but yeah, men had that curly. They had a, them afros. <laughs> <laughs> them curly, the Jufro. Um, but so for me, that lets me know that this was something that people knew was coming, and and there was no police presence, like. Ferguson, when all of these other protests happen, black folks, it's National Guard, it's like military presence brought in. This shit occurred, and there was no one. I mean, shit wasn't really done to that motherfucker ran the car into the crowd. What they gonna use to justify that is that there were no riots, and there was no looting. These motherfuckers were care. I mean, essentially what the <laughs> the clan was doing, like they were carrying fire through the streets. I don't understand. <sighs> Whatever. Because guess what? Now somebody's dead and a whole bunch of people are, uh, are injured because they weren't looting, and so you didn't see a reason to have a police presence when there are a group of people yelling obscenities and racial slurs and carrying swastikas through the street, which might incite a riot or might incite violence. But because they weren't looting themselves, we're just not going to intervene. And now somebody ran a car into a crowd and people got hurt because you didn't do your job. Now, the second thing that done happened from this event is that Donald Trump was expected to speak about this. And he said something along the lines of, we need to stop all the violence on both sides, on both sides of this situation. And what CNN, the people that are 
taking up for Donald Trump is using is like it's a it's some isolated pictures of like it's a black guy with a can of spray paint or something that's he's using like a blowtorch. They're using that to say violence on both sides. I need y'all to understand something about the kind of racism and the kind of messages that those kind of groups portray. They don't have a message. They only are trying to get you to understand that they want to feel superior to everybody else. And so anything that anybody else has done is a reactionary measure yeah. to the bullshit that they putting out there. Don't equate the violence. And I, I find it hilarious or sad that he did not even address the fact. Did you see the video? They, they were holding up the Heil, and, but they were saying Heil Trump as they were marching. I ain't hear him respond to that shit. Because it wasn't black folks that were saying, Heil Trump, Trump, we're going to make Trump live up to his promises because you promised them a great America. And for them, great America means that the rest of us either don't exist or we exist within the parameters that they see fit that we exist. And they are expecting you to provide that for them because you said you were going to make America great again. It's, it's ridiculous because... You know, what I heard a commentator say is that, you know, Trump has been cozying up to this group for some time. He's not been willing to disavow them and say that I don't fuck with y'all. And you know what? Normally, if that was the entire temperament of a president dealing with everybody, that would be okay. But Donald Trump condemns everybody and everything that he don't give a fuck about. And so for him to be playing uh, on straddling the fence in this kind of politics means what are you really trying to tell us about these groups are you really trying to allow them to exist oh he may let me just i think i've said this before black folks ain't never assassinated a president all the presidents that have been assassinated have come at the hands of people that look like them you made all of these campaign promises and shit and now these people are are out here doing all of this shit if he were to get assassinated it would be by one of them motherfuckers it would be by a nationalist it would be by a white supremacist it would be by a neo-nazi it's gonna be one of them so i don't know if he agrees with the groups or if he's just trying to cover his own ass and keep them off of him i don't really know either way it's fucked up how do we know we don't know we but don't either know way it's a bitch ass move like either way him straddling the fence is some bullshit like i don't care if it is because he's afraid you you created this climate your whole campaign was run on this type of shit whether you want to admit it or not you saying let's make america great again what 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 great america is it that you were referring to at what point in our history were you were were you wanting to go back to because for them they want to go back to the times where we either were slaves or when kkk was running around hanging motherfuckers that was a great america and they weren't really getting punished for doing so like what particular piece of of america history was it that you were wanting to go back to because most of it's been fuck shit up to this point. So I really don't know what great America you were talking about. But for them, this is the great America that they wanted. And this is the great America that they feel like you promised them. And you getting up here straddling the fence is not going to change that shit. 
And I was talking to a dude about, you know, it's a white guy about racism and he just don't believe that racism is a big issue anymore. <laughs> and what I need people like him and anybody else to realize is that all of these white men are our bankers, mm-hmm. our police officers, yep. our doctors, all of those our people had jobs leaders, yeah. administrators. All of these people potentially are going to brush up with brown people every day. And if you think it's some kind of fucking consolation that they force out a smile to a brown person so that they can get their money while they got these racist ass attitudes settled up under their personalities, it's not. Nope. It's not. And we shouldn't be accepting that shit in America. And Donald Trump. Shouldn't be accepting of that shit. These violent ass group of people that came out mm-hmm. spewing they hate, and the person that we are supposed to look to for for that guidance is supposed to be the president. And now that's generally speaking, because this president <laughs> ain't really you know ain't no. really about that life. No, but that's what we should at least be seeing from him. But I mean, at least a lot of Republican. Oh yeah, there've been a lot of Republicans that's out. been like, "This some bullshit." He should have actually, you know, t- called it what it was—an act of terrorism. Like that's because Donald Trump was the one on that shit about Obama talking about not calling radical yep. Islam radical. Yep. But Donald Trump don't want to call these white guys doing this shit white supremacists or neo Nazis or even racists, like. And for everybody that's saying like, well, at least you know they they showing their faces, they not hiding. That that's worse to me. That means that they have no fear of any consequences. And guess what? They probably not gonna have no consequences. The fact that these people are our bankers and all of this, uh, most of them gonna go right back to work on Monday, and work until the next time they decide to gather together and create havoc again like for me it's worse that they they don't feel fear that they don't need to cover their faces like if in a perfect world where where they would be there would be some consequences handed down to them sure it'd be great for you to be able to see their face but that ain't the world that we live in the reality is that a lot of them they don't wear the mask they don't wear the sheets they don't wear the hoods because they don't need to because they're going to get away with, oh, they were peacefully protesting. Then they're, they're going to be just fine. They don't need to cover their faces. That's worse to me, that they're so comfortable that they don't need to cover up. And there's been another dialogue like, you know, what these guys want is attention. And we're giving them this attention. We need to stop giving them that attention and stop focusing on them. That's not how that shit works. No. Like, are you going to not give your broken leg attention? Or if your house on fire, you just going to sit in there and let the motherfucker burn? Like, I'm not going to give this any attention because... I think that's just a way to to dismiss dealing with what the group, what problem it poses. And a lot of these white senators, they don't want to deal with that problem, even though they speaking out on this shit generally. Because guess what? How they going to answer to their constituents at home that have these same attitudes that's going to vote for them in or that's going to vote their asses out? And that idea doesn't, with with any of the other shit that has happened, we have had this happen on a different scale for different reasons. Ain't never heard nothing about don't give it attention. This Black Lives Matter stuff, don't give them attention. That's what they want. That is not the attitude that was taken with that. Why is that the attitude with this? 
why is this different why is this don't give them no attention let's just ignore it and it'll go away that's because black people are expendable we are the expendable culture we are the culture that don't help people get voted in or voted out those people are the people that help people get voted in and voted out whether it's by sheer numbers or whether it's just that group that your your politics cater to where are the old lives matter people too by the way because they had plenty of signs that said ain't white no, lives matter white lives matter look, ain't no all lives matter people <laughs> ain't no all lives matter people all lives matter people don't exist all lives matter was just a contrary rhetoric to black lives yep. matter that made people look at it and start invalidating it yep. and you know what the people who invalidated it wasn't the people that created all lives matter it was old a regular normal ass Joe Blow that don't research and don't do shit himself and don't want to think about hard issues. Yep. That's also all lives matter ain't a group. We ain't seen <laughs> all lives matter. We ain't seen all lives matter when this Justine got killed by the police. Oh, we yeah. ain't seen no all lives matter during this damn uh rallying and shit. No. Nope. Ain't no all lives matter people. It's just propaganda to make people think negatively about black lives matter. That's all that shit was and i guess white lives matter doesn't need any negativity because there were plenty that the swastikas like i just and it's crazy because the rhetoric that they talk about black lives matter where they say shit like you know uh black lives matter more which is why they make it sound like that this is actually white <laughs> lives matter more it is that's all, exactly, all that matters yeah that is exactly the premise of white nationalism white racism and white supremacy yeah white lives matter more neo-nazi white lives matter more yep so where is the contrast to that shit quiet, quiet. and you know why because they don't want their doctors bankers <laughs> teachers they don't want them to see that they're going up against them because they're gonna fuck up their home loan and their mortgage even when one of their again the person who actually died from the car being rammed into the crowd was a white lady even at the expense of her. I think one thing that white supremacists and racists are finding out that it's a lot of white people that's becoming expendable to their cause yep. too. You know, and that goes into that whole liberal, left-leaning dialogue where it's like, y'all ain't with us. Like, white people are finding out that white people are expendable. Yeah. That man knew it was a damn white woman in front of him uh -huh. when he pressed the gas. But that's all, like, if you go back to when the KKK was very prevalent, you was either with them or you were against them. You was going to get fucked up just like the black folks. That, like, that's always been the case. It's the white people who believe like they believe. And if you don't agree, then you part of the enemy as well. That's always been the case. Like, if you don't believe like they believe, if you're not part of the, the solution, then you part of the problem. And their solution being us just disappearing. But that's always been the case. Like, there were white people who got killed because either they weren't active enough for them or because they were speaking out against it. But, like, you, yeah, that's always been the case. You're expendable if you ain't with them. So your white is only a safety to you if you're going to be on the team. Exactly. Like, yeah, just it was it's sad and like watching it on tv it just felt surreal because i know that this is what like our grandparents and great like this is what they were hoping we would not have to fucking deal with is shit like this you ever played monopoly mm -hmm. damn near everybody played monopoly yeah 
what America is is white men started playing Monopoly at the very beginning and they passed the shit out of gold and collected 200 for 200 plus goddamn years. And they bought all the property and they bought all the railroads and they fucking bought the jail that you go to jail to. And when they finally started letting brown people play, as soon as I landed on go to jail, I went to a white man's jail. As soon as I landed on any property, it was already a white man's property. Any school, any university, any bank, any retail establishment, anything that originated in America before brown people had an opportunity to make decisions, it existed before then. And we are still playing Monopoly on a board that is fully fucking owned by white people in America. And you got to understand that the dialogue that those white people in that rally are carrying with them is that they still want to maintain that power they still want to own shit now america has to ask itself a question do we really believe in full diversity do we really believe in diversity at the cost of white placement because that's what happens in a diverse place white people will be misplaced and if you're not okay with your culture being misplaced having been the predominant culture leading this country creating this country and also vicariously creating the turmoil that came with it. If you're not okay with that shit being misplaced, you're okay with oppression. So you got to make a decision as to which one of them you're okay with. If you really believe in diversity, a white man is going to lose a job to a black person. A white man is going to lose a job to a brown person. That's going to happen if you believe in diversity. Otherwise, you believe in oppression. And you got to figure one of those out. You know what? Jeff Sessions believes in oppression. Oh, yes. Think about this. Affirmative action. As it looks, every industry damn near is still 70% white people. Yep. Right? White men challenging affirmative action means that they want their 70% to be 80%. Or 90. That's or what that means. Yeah. It don't mean that it don't it means that we want white people to have all the opportunities before anybody else get to have opportunities. Yep. It don't have shit to do with fairness. Nope. Now they try to use shit like it's discriminatory to mean that it gives somebody else an edge, but it don't give us an edge in society. Nope. It gives us an edge in that position. Yep. And if affirmative action wasn't needed, it wouldn't be used. Nope. If affirmative action was irrelevant, then companies would already be 50, 60 percent black. If it was based on measuring somebody by their qualifications, then it'll be a lot more black people working at these places. Yep. The fact that it's 70 percent mean that 70 percent of the people hiring and that people that they hire, they believe are more qualified or more or better to be placed in that in that establishment. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It, it shit really it's frustrating, but they just want everything to be white again. Yep. You that, know what I'm saying? That's the great America. That whether Trump meant it or not, and I mean who the fuck knows. That that's where we are. That's where the the nationalists, the neo Nazis and the supremacists, that is where we are. David Duke old bitch ass on T V thought he was dead, but he ain't. <laughs> Fuck David Duke. Fuck he don't that even dude. look old though. He old though. He old, but he don't look old. No, not and they usually he ain't aging like cottage cheese they like white usually, people don't yeah. do. Yeah, no know. offense, white people. Hate must make you live long and prosper. I don't know, Mike. You know, 
Satan can give you gifts just like the God can. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Uh, lighter... David Duke might be the devil. You never know. He might be. On a lighter note, Usher is a chubby chaser. There's a lot of chubby chasers out here. Well, Usher is an alleged chubby chaser. So the girl that is alleging that she was um she doesn't have herpes but she's saying that he suscepted her to herpes came out and she is not what everybody thought she was gonna look like i saw the picture the original the first one and i was just like mm. <laughs> like i had a little bit of doubt in my mind once i saw her because she don't really seem like somebody you would risk it all for <laughs> you know i'm just saying every now and then you want to feel like you're having sex with a waterbed i hate you so much i mean you want the motions you want to feel all the waves and the ripples you, i feel like you would get seasick maybe dream me anyhow so she's come out and a lot of people had the same attitude that i had where it was like uh girl Mm, no and it's just been a whole lot of back and forth with her mama then came out and saying that she full of shit but it's actually footage of him her on stage dancing with him but he's uh, the only thing usher has said because he hasn't you know said anything really the most that he has said is that he basically pulled big girls up on stage as a self-esteem booster. He doesn't want to just pull small girls up on stage. He wants to pull big girls up on stage so that they feel good about themselves. But he ain't fuck them. Usher being smart. By not saying anything. Usher got a publicist telling him what to say and what not to I, say. And he listening to this look, shit. This is what you're supposed to do when some shit pop off. Shut the fuck up and just mm-hmm. let it get handled in court. That's what people fuck up at coming out talking and shit. He been quiet. That's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Confessions was his last time talking. <laughs> it's a wrap. He ain't snitching no more. <laughs> he ran not his even mouth on himself. himself. Yeah, he ran his mouth then. It's a wrap now. But when I saw her, I wasn't in the crowd of people that said, ain't no way in the hell Usher done had sex with that damn girl. Because that, you know, implies that how she looked has something to do with whether he would do it or not. Uh, yeah. No, I mean. Why would her looks not have something to do with it? What would have something to do with it with me was the spectacle that she made. Well, yeah, she did. I was like, (laughs) one, maybe they had sex, two, she don't have herpes. Nope. Like the fact that she is grasping at straws to try to become something and make this something made me more skeptical about her situation than her looks did. Well, you know, she posted or she tweeted was she on some social media platform somewhere before her um, speaking to the press came out. She was like, oh, it's my last few hours as a regular girl. What that supposed to mean? I guess that she's gonna, her, she's about to shoot out. Her star is finna go school, um, soaring high because now everybody's gonna know who she is and want to do interviews with her. And so that's what I took it to mean. Now, if she looked like Gabrielle Union, that's what will be happening. I think that's where the <laughs> she looked like the other Gabrielle. What's that girl name? Good morning, or I don't know how to say that. Ain't her first name. Is her first name Gabrielle? Yeah. Yeah. So she goes by Gabby though, but Gabby, good boy, I don't know how to. That's the difference between how you know media, the world, public opinion will 
react to you. I mean, let, we don't have to tap dance around the fact that this society discriminates against people on weight. Yeah. You know, size 100%. to people look. It's just a lot of people will discriminate you and look at you differently because of how you look and your she size. She even cute in the face, though. Like, she's just not cute to she me. She might got a cute face in there somewhere. I hate you, first of all. I'm just saying. Like, I have That's seen, how weight works. I have seen. I might got some better stuff in here somewhere. I have seen cute big girls before. She's not a cute big girl. Like, her face isn't cute. Like, she could lose 250 pounds tomorrow. She's not going to be cute because her face ain't cute. She's I not cute. I think it depends on where the fat on her face falls away from. <laughs> like, if, if you, like, if the double chin go away. I hate you. And you know it, some cheekbones emerge that ain't there right now because it's like got fat sitting on top of it. You know what I'm saying? And around behind her ears, slim up a little bit. It, you don't. You never know. <laughs> we will never know because if she got surgery, because she ain't gonna be in the limelight long enough for her to naturally lose that she weight. She ain't gonna be in the limelight. She gonna be depressed. And if she's I mean, she probably ain't a depressed nun eater. No, she probably. She probably I mean, she might get eater. bigger. She probably gonna buy ice cream. <laughs> Why are you making me be this way? I'm not I'm making to be you nice. do anything. <laughs> you came over that all on your own. I'm just, just trying to explain. <laughs> like you trying to make her ugly, but the way of me trying to explain that she might not be ugly just sound uglier than you saying she ugly. Yep. <laughs> It did. <laughs> That's why you should just be straightforward. She is not cute. She's not. I didn't say she was ugly, but she ain't cute. She ain't nobody. If you saw her out, you wouldn't even pay no attention to her. Like her face is just not cute. Like she ain't cute. She's do you, not know, a cute do girl. you know any people from your high school that used to be cute and now they're not cute no more? Whew. Well, you know what? No. And I say that because I don't think they were ever cute. I think in the in the grand you gotta understand i went to a small high school so in the grand scheme of things i guess they was all right but like when you get out of that environment and you look back i'd be like shit well i know some girls that are i know in my youth that in a bunch of different areas of my life when i was young Mm -hmm. where they were smaller and they gained a lot of weight but the thing is they gained a lot of weight on their bottom half not their bottom half, but under their neck and on their <laughs> neck. And so it kind of pushed fat up on the bottom of their face and then the top of their head still little. It's like, you used to be cute, but it's gone away. <laughs> so you think the opposite is true with her where she can't become cute? I'm just saying, I'm thinking that there's a bunch of variables in people that gain and lose weight and where some of them can look good and some of them can look bad. It just depends. You ever seen a dude lose a lot of weight? Yeah. And they just... They ain't a crackhead, but they look like one. Yeah. It's just the weight lost in weird places you didn't expect it to be. Yeah. I don't know. But again, I don't think we ever going to find out because I don't... Again, one, she's not going to be in the limelight long enough. So even if she were to like start working out and shit, nobody going to give a fuck about her long enough for her to lose that weight. She ain't finna go get no surgery done because she, she got court dates and shit coming up. And I just don't see her becoming depressed and not eating. So even if she became depressed because this shit don't go the way she think it's going to go and people start making fun of her or whatever, I just feel like she would just gain more weight and just, I don't think we'll see her small. Maybe we will, but I don't think we will. But yeah, so 
I think everybody when that when that picture came out of her was just kind of taken aback. I, that's absolutely not what I expected her to look like. I expected her to be like a chili. A chili. Yeah. From TLC or like. Nah. It would have had to been some. It would have been probably like the prettiest girl you can find in Walmart at any given time, <laughs> including employees. <laughs> I mean, it's one. Like you don't find no fine folks in Walmart, not consistently. That's, no. that's rare. But you'll find somebody that look good enough. That is terrible. Well, she saying? don't look good enough though. Like she ain't if even. If you want fine bitches, you go to Publix. Is what I'm saying, okay? <laughs> and if you ain't got a Publix in your in your state, then you ain't gonna find nobody fine in Walmart. I don't know what store y'all got that's a little bit higher quality, but I'm gonna tell y'all about Publix. <laughs> Publix is like the grocery store they're gonna have in heaven. All right, everybody is friendly. Everybody is nice. Public employees might as well be angels in disguise. <laughs> is what I'm saying. They I carry your stuff not- out to your car. Like I have to tell, like, no, I'm good. It's like two bags. I got it. It's fine. Thank you. Like, cause they- no, it's fine. I'll take it out. Like, I'm cool. It's like now, this is not a criticism of public. No. This is fantastic. No, of it's Publix. amazing. They're like, so nice. People, and the aisles. The people hell, walk all the way down to the other side of the aisle and be like, "Can I help you, sir?" <laughs> No, I'm okay, but I appreciate you. Like, Publix <laughs> is a positive experience. It is. You know, you don't get that at Walmart. So if you want bad bitches, you go into Publix. <laughs> they got jobs. They got nice cars. They not behind on their rent. They might have kids, but they well taken care of. You'll be all right. Go to Publix if you're looking for somebody. If you're looking for Walmart, you that means you're looking for somebody that might right, look all right enough. So you expected her to look like a Walmart, the best in wa- that Walmart has yes, to offer. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was looking for. The, the best that Walmart would have to offer. But you didn't get that. She you looked got- like France. She looked like somebody <laughs> you find in France. <laughs> Not even Dollar General. I was thinking like France. I was thinking bargain hunt. Bargain hunt. Uh-uh. No. Why not bargain hunt? France has new stuff. I feel like she's like bargain hunt. Nah, or dirt it, cheap. It's not about I don't think it's about But the people who go in have you been in bargain hunt? And seen the people I've been in bargain hunt, but I ain't seen no it ain't that many bargain hunts. Oh, but yeah. it's Fred's everywhere in every hood. <laughs> it ain't even no Fred's in the nice nice town. It ain't no Fred's in Hoover. Yes it is. Oh that is Hoover. <laughs> it is a Fred's in Hoover. Yeah it is. Go in Fred's and see who's shopping in there. Oh, I didn't been in there. It ain't you don't think you the in people Hoover. from the underside of Hoover. Yeah. Well, cause this ain't the real super nice side of Hoover. This this ain't the good side of Hoover, so so you're like. gonna find her in Fred's. You're gonna <laughs> find her in Church's Chicken. Ah, uh, yeah. You're gonna find her in Golden Corral on Sunday, plate full of chicken. Sneaky Pete's. Sneaky Pete's. Did you know that they had more stuff than hot dogs than Sneaky Pete's? Yes. I didn't know that. I thought it was just hot dogs. They have like a full menu burgers every, and breakfast. Every fast food place got more than what you believe they got. I mean, I just. I was just surprised. All the chicken places got shrimp. <laughs> Except KFC. I mean, they got chicken pot pie, but I mean... Eh. They don't go much further than chicken at KFC. There's not anything that you'd be like, oh shit, KFC is it? Like, it's just mostly chicken. They got chicken. popcorn, chicken, not shrimp. Nope. It's all chicken. Chicken, chicken, chicken. Yeah. And, like, Captain D's don't have... They have seafood. 
Well, chicken. Well, that's a whole like that's a whole <laughs> umbrella. They got all they can access everything. <laughs> they might as well name themselves Captain Food. Like that's how they shit is. Like <laughs> so, whatever they put in there, like it's food, nigga. <laughs> like no. My grandma used to love Captain D. Anytime we took out for her birthday or Mother's Day, we ended up at Captain D. Because that's what she wanted to go all the time. I like Captain D's. I mean, it ain't bad, but like, we, we were going to take her anywhere she wanted to go. <laughs> if you were to pick anywhere to go, I don't feel like Captain D's would be your place that you would pick, though. If that's- somebody was going to pay for you and they said you can go anywhere and get anything off the menu, I don't feel like you would pick Captain D's, but that's my grandma. My grandma too. Time. She always picked Captain, Captain D's. I go to Captain D all the time. I love Captain D's fish. It's just too greasy. But it's so good. The batter. It is delicious. The batter is delicious. Now I want Captain D's. I was trying to figure out what I was going to eat at the end of this. It might be Captain D's. I like their chicken fingers because I like I the, never get, I've I never like gotten the sweet chicken. and sour sauce. That shit is good, but it ain't good with the fish. I ain't never got chicken for Captain D's. Only reason like is is too heavily breaded for me. The fish, the chicken. Oh, but I like that sweet and sour sauce, and I need something to dip it in. Why don't you just go get some? Well, you have to buy something for that. But get sweet and sour sauce and just have it on deck for when you get chicken from other places. I could, I could, but it's just I don't know. That you want shit me to get good. you some sweet and sour sauce Mm-mm. if I go to Captain D's? No, and just I keep don't. it. I don't want you to do that. I don't eat sweet and sour sauce, so it ain't like I'm going to eat it. Maybe I should go somewhere and get me some food, too, because it's sounding like it could be Captain D's now. Shit. <laughs> Make me want to go look to see if I got some damn deals on these newspapers I got. I got one at home. Damn, I didn't put it in the car. It's No, it's in my mailbox. I just swing by there and get it because I got to go past my apartment to get it anyway. Shit. <laughs> Let's I finish this damn podcast. We're talking about what the <laughs> fuck we finna eat after this shit. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey Lord, do you know Jeffrey Lord? I do not. So I watch CNN commentary. Uh, clearly, it's still gonna be a mostly liberal leaning website. I mean, network. Mm-hmm. To me, I believe this left shit just make more sense to me. Yep. You know, in the context. What? Of an America that you they watch, say is going to change. You're not a Fox watcher? I don't watch Fox. The only Fox I watch is that motherfucking video. What, what does the, the Fox, Fox say? say? <laughs> <laughs> like shit like that. Like that was weird, but it was. <laughs> not not what I just no, did. No, the what whole the video song. did. Yeah, yeah that shit was. was weird, but that's the only Fox I give a fuck about. <laughs> Wait a minute, no. What other foxes do I give a fuck about? Uh, I think the name Fox Trot or something is from Metal Gear Solid. Uh, <laughs> Tails is a fox from Sonic. Oh, I and they love... finna come out with a new game. Yeah. Uh, does anything else have a fox logo or fox related shit? Fox and the Hound. Fox. The, uh, now, Fox the Entertainment. Network. Fox the Network. Entertainment. Not the news. Not Fox yeah. News. Fox the Network. Yeah. They cool. Well, you know what? No, fuck no, Fox. Yeah, they yeah. won't release X Men to Marvel. <laughs> fuck them. They fucking up all that shit. Anyway, yes, I don't fuck with Fox News, okay. but CNN is a commentator named Jeffrey Lord on there, and he was a Trump apologist. Another woman, Kaylee McEnany, was too. She done moved over to the uh, Republican fucking propaganda news station. Uh. You'll hear more about that coming up, but. Uh, let me say this about news before I continue. Regardless of what your news choice is, whether it's Fox News, whether it's CNN, the news is literally a headline and a bunch of opinions. 
It ain't no facts about that shit. It's conjecture and subjective interpretation of shit that's going on. It's very little fact, so to speak. It's a bunch of opinions. The news is not where you're supposed to go to get facts. The news is where you go to get breadcrumbs that lead you to your own path of fact checking. If you see a headline on the news and believe that shit, you're not doing your due diligence for yourself and for your own level of knowledge and intelligence. If I watch Fox News, it, that being said, I can watch Fox News and see a headline and go down my own path of, of information. I can see headline, uh, a CNN headline and go down my own path of information. I can see an MSNBC headline and go down my path of information. All these places say the same shit. They just have different interpretations of it. Now, what Trump believes is fake news is news that don't agree with my way of looking at shit. Yep. That's why <clears throat> Fox News for him is a positive right-wing agenda and the truth is because it just agrees with what he believed. Yep. All of that shit is just different interpretations of all the same shit. You don't have to agree with those interpretations, but you should not believe them at face value and consider them as being facts or not facts because they are opinions and opinions are by definition, not a fucking fact, but Jeffrey Lord on uh, CNN, he, a liberal group tweeted something to him and he tweeted back, seek hell. Which, you know, is Nazi shit. I don't even know yep. what it mean. But it's a Nazi term that he considered as a joke. And CNN fired the shit out of his ass for it. You know? And he went on to say that CNN is just, you know, falling for that trap of, you know, people uh, firing other people. Uh, against their First Amendment rights. Bill Maher said the same shit. He said, this is too far. Like, when are we going to be able to communicate our First Amendment rights if if this shit keeps happening? My problem is there is a fine-ass line between First Amendment rights and the right to say what the fuck you want to say. Those two things are different things, and I'm starting to get the idea that conservatives, Republicans, and everybody who's making this argument is just fighting to be able to say what in the world they want to say. Yep. You know, Because that's not a joke. It's basically just the Nazi salute. I just looked it up. It's just the Nazi salute that was used as millions of people were getting murdered. Like, it's not, a, why would you, that's not a joke. It's not funny. Especially considering that later on at the end of the week, you had the similar people, you know, other people marching in the streets carrying tiki torches saying the same shit. Not funny. It's not funny. It wasn't funny when he said it, and it definitely wasn't funny when um, uh, neo-Nazis were saying it. And where's the line drawn at where it's a joke versus whether it's reality? Because if I if I go up to Bill Maher and be like, Bill, I'm going to kidnap your wife and take your kids, <laughs> and I'm going to cut all their throats. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he going to say, oh, that's clearly a joke? No, nope. you know what I'm He's saying. Like, say he threatened my life. Exactly. <laughs> like, your ass arrested. <laughs> what I'm saying is there is a line between what freedom of speech does, and I think freedom of speech by the Constitution 
is what the government's role in yep. not oppressing freedom it's of speech freedom is. freedom from consequence. If you say some fuck shit, your job can fire you because your job is not, unless you work for the government. Exactly. You you cannot just say what you want. You can say what you want to say, but there are consequences. And I don't understand why in, in 2017, we are still having to have conversations about the fact that there are consequences for the things that you say. Every time a celebrity say some shit and some bad shit, like you can't do that you can absolutely say whatever it is you want to say if you are willing to take the consequences of that thing and unfortunately his consequence was getting fired from cnn because you said some shit that was offensive as fuck and it ain't no shit that their company wants to be represented by because what about their right as a company what about their right to be represented in the way that they see fit you are not representing them in a way that and and how they want to be represented by you saying shit like see kyle which is what they were saying to hitler when he was giving them instructions to go murder folks i don't blame cnn for firing you i don't blame cnn at all either but like the biggest part of me is this whole dialogue and you know what something else that really pissed me off is when people say you're using the race card like when black people bring up race as a part of the dialogue you're using the race card this is kind of unrelated but motherfuckers out here acting like the race card is a big joker or some shit <laughs> the race card is a goddamn two of clubs <laughs> the race card don't get you shit out no, here it doesn't like they be like oh you just using the race card nigga the race card ain't never got me no progress <laughs> nigga the race card ain't never got me anything that was of value in my life no the race card has never bought anything the race card has bought me criticism the race card have bought me difficulty in communicating and dialogue why do you think i would play a card that don't do nothing but fuck me over yeah Maybe it's because I'm not playing a card. Maybe it's because I'm actually trying to communicate to you the issues that I experienced in America as a black person. And when you tell me I'm playing a race card, you're making it seem like I'm trying to uh, politic my experience in order to get something from it. We ain't never got shit from a no. race card. And I'm convinced that we ain't never going to get shit no. from a race card. All I want for people to do is use their moral compass to understand that we are supposed to be seeking to be equal. And either you're on the side of the diversity and equality or you're on the side of oppression you need to fucking make a decision choose which one you want i wonder if if bill maher or any of the people that were saying oh it's a joke people need to calm down are connecting what happened in charlottesville like again he was joking and he's saying this shit but then a few days later you got people marching in the street saying the same fucking thing that you were saying like it's not a joke this is why you shouldn't be using that in, in at all like i don't i don't understand people who do shit like that like it ain't hard for me to not walk around and say see Kyle." like I, I don't even think about that shit like that never crosses my mind to say in a joking manner or, or otherwise like i just because it's a fucked up thing a fucked up part of history why would i do that i don't understand why that was something that he decided was a good idea anyway i just think it goes back to white america's ability to be able to look at themselves as individuals because they've never been put under the microscope as a group. They've always been able to maintain their individuals and individual individualities. In black America, what we have done is as a culture, they put us all under the micro from that microscopic slide at one time and say, black people are this, black people are that. 
Black people are are three fifths of a human together. Black people are slaves together. Black people are in Jim Crow together. Black people, you know, rob together, kill together, murder together. They do all of this stuff. So we look at ourselves in the context of the group. White people can look at themselves in the context of the individual. So Jeffrey Lord and Bill Maher can look at their comments, isolate them, and say, "I didn't mean that when I said it." as nothing but a joke. So they'll disconnect themselves from them other systems even when they see that shit following up. But they can't do that for black people. They can't look at black people and say that that is an individual black person that is having that experience on a individual subjective level. They say, you know, black people do that. Black people act that way. That's what black people are. And so, I mean, I don't think they're going to connect the shit. And they definitely wouldn't connect it in a, in a way that you know has negative connotations about themselves yeah they wouldn't do that um boosie had a birthday wish for his newly 14 year old son if i had one wish nigga no <laughs> i hate that song boosie uh, like, if i had one wish ah that's how he do and his wish for his son was a bag of money and uh some bitches to give him some head now this was a message to his 14 year old son and of course some people had an issue with it i at this point i mean is it damaging sure is it okay no but am i surprised Uh uh-uh in our society like it's okay for boys like if that was his daughter he said some shit like that it would have been a problem but because it's his son most people just not gonna have a problem with it well if somebody find out about it he what he finna do is make a bad bitch a damn pedophile and on yeah. the sexual registry list yeah that's what he finna do yeah but you know you're right that's our society that's our society we praise that for boys my brother when i was 16 my older brother he came to the house and said didn't say hey didn't say shit he just walked knocked on the door opened the door he said you done had sex yet <laughs> i said no <laughs> he said we finna get you laid come on tell your mama we finna go somewhere i said I ain't going no damn well with your ass especially not under this context <laughs> nigga you could have been way more subtle and tricked me into going somewhere that would have led me to a very awkward situation but the fact that you put all your bullshit ass looking cards on the table from the jump What's he gonna do? Get you a prostitute? Like probably was. My brother was not a stranger to fucking prostitutes. Wow. So he probably would have. <laughs> that I just I don't uh, have sex with one. I just don't understand. I'm it's the same it goes back to the same situation with this shit with the teachers fucking these these students. Is a woman fucking a male student is not deemed as bad or it's not looked at the same as a male male to uh teacher fucking a female student Yo, a judge just threw out a case in alabama about a a female teacher having a sexual relationship with a 17 and 18 year old students at different times but they did so the law that came about in alabama for a teacher that has sexual interaction with students is that you can't have a sexual interaction with a student as a teacher Anybody under 19, you can't have that Um, because the idea is that for kids under 19, your position of power is one that would potentially make that student be in a relationship with you. That makes sense. Well, the judge threw this one out because first off, the kids in these cases considered it consensual. Now, 
It doesn't matter. Now, that, right. It don't even matter in general because they kids, but it also don't matter based on that law, that yeah. statute. Yep. The variable in why he threw him out was that he didn't believe that the teacher's status as a teacher influenced those consensual relationships. Because in the state, you can consent to a relationship over 16. So in his mind, teachers can be out here absolutely fucking students as long as they're above 16 years well, old. Well, this is going to become a problem. This is going to become a problem. It's going to become something that... Alabama. It's going to become something that legislation is going to have to plug that worst. hole for. This it's a hole. It's going to have to be plugged by new legislation. If a judge like this can throw it out, yes, it potentially opens up teachers to be able to do that and not get pers persecuted, but teachers shouldn't be doing that shit no fucking way. No, they but shouldn't. also, a judge shouldn't be interpreting no. this situation as a, a teacher not having uh, influenced these relationships by but her I role wonder, as, a, as a teacher. Had it been a male teacher and female students, if he would have did the same thing. Because it's like it's like it's automatically assumed that a male is going to have power and control over a female in general, and definitely somebody with an age difference. Like I feel like it wouldn't have happened had it been a male teacher. That male teacher be locked the fuck up right not? now. That's the double standards. Bullshit. And that's why motherfuckers wasn't as upset about Boosty saying this about his son as if he had been saying it about his daughter. I found it disturbing as fuck. And of course, this was another situation where he came back and was like, it was a joke whatever boosted i don't believe that i believe he absolutely would get his son some head and wouldn't see anything wrong with it because i feel like that's the kind of nigga boost is i feel like a lot of people in our society need to go to see uh to the dictionary and and read what a joke and a prank is <laughs> because motherfuckers be using it's a joke for shit that is not a joke it's not and a people joke. be using pranks for shit that are not pranks no. like oh. don't go to the hood yeah the girl who pulled that oh, boiling water on that girl's face. Her? I saw that shit. What the fuck? They called it a prank. That is not a prank. You don't pour boiling hot water on something. Can you imagine being asleep? And somebody just come out of nowhere and put some fucking boiling hot water on you? Like, that has to be Nigga, I can't work. imagine being asleep and just opening my eyes and somebody standing next to my bed. <laughs> Let alone they don't pour some hot shit on my face. Oh, that child is never going to be the same. Like, I read she tried to commit suicide. I don't know if it's been since that happened or if it was that was before. I no, don't know which one. The girl that did it tried to commit suicide. I thought, damn, I read it wrong then. No. I thought it was the girl who it, it happened to. No, the girl who did it tried to commit suicide. I mean, I've seen a video of a girl pouring boiling hot water on like her brother because she thought it was she didn't. I don't know why did she didn't think she knew it's what the hot ass water is. Hot, bitch. <laughs> It wasn't good enough for you to just run hot water. That would have been bad enough. You go to the sink, turn the water on hot, and just pour hot water. That wasn't enough. You got water and boiled it and then poured it on somebody. But you don't think that it might I mean, be a little bit more serious. I just feel like that is the <laughs> under 70 IQ version <laughs> of a kid that will write his brother's name on the mirror and makeup. Like, I didn't know that shit was going to turn out like that. I mean, but these I feel young like kids. That's different. Well, than, these young kids ain't took chemistry yet. 
You what? got kids. You got little kids that still pulling the uh, pulling the damn pot on themselves when their parents ain't turned the pot on. The but oven. you know that you didn't touch something hot before and it burned your ass, or you didn't boil noodles for yourself and splash some of the water. Like I don't, I don't accept that that they don't know that boiling hot water will scald somebody. Like I just don't accept that because I feel like these kids being latchkey kids with the parents working and shit that had to make meals for themselves before, and you didn't touch some hot shit you know that shit is gonna burn it burns your little ass why would you think it'd be different for her yeah. and then her parents talking about some they be pranking each other like it's that's supposed to make it okay but then my daughter post some hot shit on your daughter and your daughter gonna be disfigured for the whole rest of her fucking life get the fuck out of here i don't give a shit how many pranks they pulled on each other this was not a prank bitch like you trying to make excuses instead of just taking responsibility for what the fuck your daughter did. You out here making excuses for her and shit. Hell no. What the fuck? And then the shit was at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Because people was like, where were the parents? Sleep. Because it was at like 3 o'clock in the morning. So you got up at 3 o'clock in the morning and decided that you was going to post some hot shit on your friend. Hell no. What the fuck? Not my kids. Where do your kid get these challenges from? Apparently, it's the boy, like, part of it is pouring hot water on somebody. And then the other part of the challenge is sucking hot water through a straw. People then scalded the shit out of their throat. Niggas dumb. What is wrong with And not just kids? niggas. I said niggas because I use the word niggas liberally to mean everybody. They got but, more stuff to do but play with than we ever had. And we weren't doing no shit like this. <laughs> like... They got all these options for shit they could be doing and you decide to suck hot boiling hot water through a straw and fuck yourself up. Or you decide to suck a, a shot glass on your lips and bust all the blood vessels in your fucking lips and shit. Like what the fuck is wrong with y'all? I don't understand. I don't understand. The dumb shit I did as a kid was shit like trying to jump my bike over a um a, a storm drain and, and almost breaking my damn neck or tying all my I'm brother's saying. feet together. It wasn't no... All I'm saying is, when you walk into a school and you see a whole bunch of kids with busted ass red lips, when you see a whole bunch of kids with fucking band aids on their throat because they've been burnt up, <laughs> you can pretty much dictate what what they report cards say. That's what I'm saying. Like all A students ain't doing this dumb ass shit. Oh, all Jesus. A and B and C students ain't doing this shit. They looking at that shit and being like, "Nah, boiling water hot as fuck, bro. Not doing that." Yeah. Or they looking at that shit and being like, uh, no, y'all lips look crazy. I mean, <laughs> it ain't that y'all doing it wrong. It's just that that sh whole shit don't work. Nope. <laughs> you know, motherfucker be like, I, they just doing it wrong. I'm finna do it the right way. Lips fucked up. Like. And people were talking about the victim's mom because she like, apparently she jumped on the girl and the girl mama. Uh, I probably would have did the same shit. I pro if I come over. I left my child in your kid and your bitch ass daughter scalded the shit out of my daughter. We don't even know if she gonna make it. I might fuck you and your daughter up. Is it right? No, but that I might, yeah. I might have jumped on both of them too. I might have. Because that's some serious shit. Not to mention, like I said, that child is going to be disfigured for the whole rest of her life. And she's like, what, 14 or 15? You know how fucking hard it is being 14 or 15 anyway? And now she gonna be disfigured as fuck her whole rest of her life because your daughter is a dumbass. Or, or either a dumbass or a sociopath. I don't know which one. But both of y'all about to catch these hands. <laughs> Hell no.
<laughs> I feel like I probably before I like thought it through was like she's fourteen. You probably don't need to be putting hands on somebody that young. I probably would have whooped both of their asses too. I probably would. I feel like I'm gonna have contracts for my kids' friends. I don't think I'm gonna be doing no 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 staying over the folks' house shit because people don't watch their kids. I will. I'm gonna bring their kids on my house and I'm gonna be like, I don't play no goddamn pranks. <laughs> I don't do no goddamn jokes. Don't come over here with no silly ass bullshit. If my kid come to your house. If you fuck my kid up, I will fuck you up. I will fuck your parents up. Like, I won't fuck you up because you a kid. But I, your parents, I'll strangle them in their goddamn sleep. Your kids ain't going to have no friends because ain't nobody going to want them. His head is crazy as shit. Yeah, don't have friends. They just, when they get ready to have them spend the night, it's going to be a situation. <laughs> They ain't gonna want uh -uh, Don't have His daddy crazy He gonna go home scared Crying (laughs) Woo You gonna die in your sleep What We went over Mr. Old Point House And I don't want his Kid to spend the night And then Let me go talk to him I will Fucking slit your throat In your sleep If my kid come over here Fucked up I don't give a fuck Don't let your kid Do no dumbass Prank shit To my kid And we can be friends Wow, that is said in the most non-friendly way ever. <laughs> we can be friends now. I just don't trust. I'm saying, I just don't take the Bill Maher, Bill Maher ride and be like, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can. I just, I don't, I don't foresee me allowing my kids to do sleepovers. I don't even want other folk kids at my house. <laughs> like, I don't know about that. I just, I. These kids are stupid And I know kids are easily influenced And as good as I might raise my kid All it takes is you saying yes to the wrong thing One time and you gonna be fucked up And I ain't got time for that I just don't, I don't know I don't know about that sleepover shit Plus I don't know about their parents and shit it's my Pedophiles walking around I hear all cl- I just don't know <laughs> I don't know about that I'm not trusting I am suspicious of everybody and then like i'm already suspicious because i watch all these damn shows on id channel and i'm just suspicious in general when i have a child the fruit of my loins i'm not finna let you out here to be out here with these fucking predators and shit stay your ass <laughs> or i'm going too we all gonna spend the night together how about that we can do that well that's all I got. You got anything else on your mind? Kingston has a deflated balloon for a ball sack now. Yeah, we talked about that empty Walmart bag. I know, shit but like on. I actually got a good look at it because I cut his. Uh, he has to get. I, I groom him myself because he's an asshole, and I groomed him this morning, and it just looks like a deflated balloon. Like you ever seen a balloon before? You blow it up. That's what his ball sack look like right now. What we? <laughs> what you thought it was gonna look like? I don't know, but it just looks so funny. <laughs> And I know it's probably terrible, but I laughed my ass. Like, I was crying laughing this morning when I got a good look at it. Disrespectful as fuck. (laughs) He got his stitches out. He's good. Whatever. (laughs) Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla. Holla.